LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And that silence is the fact that you're not hearing Derek Hanna. So welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. And that's right, Derek is not joining us today, but we have two wonderful special guests, Keith and Sarah Condy, joining us today. So welcome to you both. Thanks very much, Scott. Great Thanks, to be here. Thanks, Scott. Yes. Uh, it is great to have you both here. Uh, Keith and Sarah have been working at Strengthening Marriages for more than two decades. I enjoyed a marriage session a number of years ago when I think I was three or four years into my marriage. Uh, they've uh, started that journey working into strengthening marriages at Moore Theological College where Keith was a lecturer uh, and both Keith and Sarah have been working with graduates and couples uh, and marriages for a number of years and it's great to have you both on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. As you know, The One Thing is brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, and we're also a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. So check out our uh, network page on iTunes, and you'll see a whole bunch of wonderful podcasts. But for now, you press play on episode 61 of The One Thing, Marriage and Ministry. Now, uh, Keith and Sarah, you've seen lots of marriages and uh, you've been speaking to this issue for a number of years. What, what are the issues and challenges that you've seen uh, in marriages? And, and particularly, I'd love you to give your, your insight into ministry couples, but also into the relationships and marriages you've seen in the churches that you've been a part of as well. Issues are busyness. I think people, couples take each other for granted and they feel their lives with lots of other things like work, family, church and couples in ministry, ministry doing lots of stuff and they stop doing those important things, little things every day that keep couples connected. Yeah, it really comes down to that sort of disconnection that comes over time from couples not just working on the things that maintain that strong, healthy friendship with each other where they feel they can just, you know, share what's on their heart with each other. And lots and lots of things can get in the way of that and the sort of stuff that Sarah's mentioned. And one of the big things these days that we didn't have before the smartphone is technology and that's really had an impact upon marriages. So that's been a big change in the last few years you've seen. Yeah, in 2013 they um, research, Gottman did some research and the top five issues that couples had um, technology is not in that list. They did the same survey in 2017, and technology is up there in the top five. Mm. And we're not we're not talking about por- like pornography as a problem. We're no. just talking about the reality that a phone gets in the way of yes. actually intimacy, proper communication. Yes. Yeah, very much so. It's the um, third party in the relationship a lot and, of the time. And 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 is this problem just is it is it largely centered in you know male male males inability to communicate well? Uh, or is it a both? Is it a both? That's probably a yeah. It's a bit bit strong, I think, just to blame it <laughs> on the men. Um, and I think for different couples, it's actually different. I think for mm. some guys, they manage their phones really well, mm. and some women are just so caught up in that world. But also vice versa. Mm. It just depends on the couple. And I think they would be using their phones differently. And so what? I mean, you've mentioned pornography, and mm. that's probably that's it's, that's, that's had a huge impact. Yep, but uh, for women, for men, it can be social media. It can be yeah, um, 
you know, the constant, I guess, the constant message mm. women are getting on how they should look and um, what they should be doing, who they should be. Yeah, and um, it's just, you know, that you take your phone to bed with you mm. as well. So, you know. Well, lots of people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Now, you've put together this course, Building a Safe and Strong Marriage, and one of the things I really have found uh, helpful about it is from the start, you put down God's design for marriage because there's, mm. there's loads of marriage books. You, mm. you can open up uh, you know, Google and get a whole bunch of advice. How important is it that couples understand God's design for marriage? Well, we think personally, um, and that, I suppose this comes from our obviously our Christian perspective, that mm. Uh, you know, the God who made us and designed this world, he really knows what he's doing. And if he sets out um, principles and um, a picture of what a good marriage looks like, that's really worth heeding. But I think the thing that we really major on, um, lots of people go to Genesis 2 when they look at marriage, which mm-hmm. we do as well. That's where we begin. But they look at verse 23 and 24 about, about you know, leaving, cleaving, becoming one flesh, but sort of skip Verse 25, and we make a big deal of Genesis 2.25, when the man and the woman were both naked and they felt no shame. Mm. That is an extraordinary picture. That is a picture of a couple who um, can be completely open and feel perfectly safe with each other. Mm. So it's not just about physical intimacy. That's about that's about um, incredible emotional vulnerability mm. and connection. And that picture, I really think the fulfilment of that you see in the book of Revelation right at the end of the scriptures Mm. where Christ and the church um, are together, again, without any shame because Christ has dealt with the problem of sin Mm. and shame. And a good marriage, God's design for marriage, is it for it to be be a picture of that, Mm. of that wonderful closeness, connection, intimacy, sense of safety. Now, you're creating the ideal there. That's that's the yeah. hope for, for yes. marriages there. Uh, Sarah, I wonder if you can tell or help us sort of flesh out what, what are the key areas that you see couples need to, you know, to work on? Uh, oh, how they um, communicate. That's, um, I think, when you look at the warning signs that a marriage is in trouble, a lot of it comes down to how, if you look at how they communicate with each other, so their conversations would start harshly. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's contempt, um, criticism. I think even how couples look at each other, are they noticing what their husband or wife is doing that's not good? Mm. They're, they're looking for them to stuff up. And I think if when couples get into that negative pattern, um, it's really unhelpful. Since our brains are wired... To, to focus on negative stuff. Mm. That's just that's just part of our survival. Um, is is to you know we've got to be aware of danger. The trouble is when in, in a marriage, if you're scanning for trouble and problems, you you do you move into criticism and contempt, and mm. they, they really are marriage killers. So so it's just how how do we train ourselves to actually scan for the positive mm. and to be appreciative and to express that. Um, our sense of, you know, admiration and appreciation for this wonderful person God has blessed us with. And remembering that we're on each other's side no matter what, but that can easily, you know, we can just pull ourselves apart by our words. Yes, yeah. Well, we're going to pause there. We're going to open up the toolbox in a moment. Uh, and I, I do want to come back to, I guess, some of the key damages for connectedness there because the picture you've presented there is um you know, it's a wonderful one that the Bible pushes us towards. As our listeners know, the one thing is part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. 
And uh, I just want to point you to one of our other podcast partners. Have you listened to the Estab- the, Est- the established podcast with Sam Rayner, Micah Fries, and Josh King recently? Uh, they've got loads of great podcasts. You know, how do you lead a multi generational church? Um, ageism and church leadership. It's a great podcast. So jump on today and uh, and check it out. Now I just want to open up the toolbox this week. The toolbox is all about marriage and ministry. And so these are my top three must-have resources for marriage and ministry. Um, obviously, a, a good course that is going to help unpack for both you and your wife, but also for the marriages in your uh, in your ministry and in your context is this new course by Keith and Sarah Condi on building a safe and a strong marriage. Um, already, um, already Keith has mentioned the work of Dr. Don, Dr. John Gottman. I think that's a great book. It's a secular book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. There's some really good exercises um, in that that I think are really, uh, I guess, really important to do. And so just off that, there's a great little app that I um, have found quite helpful uh, with my wife. Uh, it's called the Gottman Card Dex app. I don't know if you guys mm. have seen that, but, yes. but it's got some great exercises uh, just to do that, just create intimacy just by learning about each other. Uh, probably oversharing at the moment. Uh, the final book is a book that I like to give to new married couples. It's called Married for God by Christopher Ash. He's got a he's got a tome, a big large one. This is the smaller one that you can just easily hand off. Um, I think it's a great book for um, for couples who are engaged. So so they're my top uh, three or four resources. Um, now uh, you've called the course uh, Building a Safe and Strong Marriage. Um, why both safe and strong, Keith? I think um, in a sense that word, I mean, that word now carries two meanings. Mm. So so in the context of, you know, the appalling domestic violence mm. um, and abuse stats in our country and around the world, of course, um, it, we, when, we, when we put the course together, we weren't thinking of safe in that sense. We were thinking of safe in the sense of close, connected. Yeah. Um, being able to that what I said before about being able to open your heart up to each other mm. safely, you know, like you, and that's literally what you do. You know, you, you tear your inner emotions apart, and then you show them to this other person, and you know, are they going to drop that, um, or are they going to hold that tenderly and carefully and safely mm. for you? Mm. And and that's what we, that's what we really designed the course to try and create that sort of um, mentality mm. and space within within a marriage. So, so having said that, um, you know we've actually we've actually the course is domestic violence aware, and it's not designed for people who are struggling in that area. They really do need professional help. We yes. make that very yep. very clear. Yep. But um, we just I suppose we didn't want to sacrifice that word safe just to that other mm. more negative context, and we wanted to hold the the more positive view of it, which we think the scriptures paint as well. Mm. And the strong, mm. um, like every couple's going to face the stuff of life, um, whether it's um, the death of a parent, the death of a child, infertility, mm. miscarriages, um, just hard things in life. And, uh, you know, it could be unemployment, uh, all sorts of things. But is your marriage going to withstand that? So I think we've used, we've chosen that word. And I think we really talk about you know, building that, you know, solid cord so that you do, st- you know, so you can persevere and mm. keep on keeping on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it, you're realistic about life. Um, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't take long in a marriage for, uh, 
yeah, it took took us two months in our marriage for us to have a. Well, you have, did well. <laughs> a, uh, you got that far along. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, uh, you know, I, I was chatting to a pastor the other day. You know, got a call from somebody married four months ago, and you know they were calling him up. We've just had a first fight that yeah. has just left us. You know, in that you know, in that hard in yes. that hard place. And it's like, what do you do with it, that? And if you know that actually that's the norm and it's how can you actually not let that completely crush you mm. and work with what's b- b- pulling you together. And now, now, pastors aren't the best at everything, which is, I think, a wonderful thing. We've got a body of Christ. Uh, and so this is what I think was one of the helpful things about this course. It's, it's, a, it's a biblically driven course that is also highly practical and has you know, research-based yes. thinking and just... A lot of experience, um, you know, behind it. How, how does a church get the most out of this course? Um, well, you can do a whole lot of things, and although it is very biblical and Christian, mm. we're, again, we're upfront about this right at the start. Mm. We think it's actually um, it has the potential not just to strengthen the marriages of people within the church, but um, even in the general community. And, in fact, we think it could be a, an entry point for a church to connect with the mm. community, to put on a course, because there's lots of people looking for help with the marriage. You know, lots of people still believe in having good marriages and are looking for help. So so um, we we think that's, that's one way um, that it can be used, just advertising it. And for the sympathetic outsider, we think... There's still a lot of wisdom there that they can gain from it. Now, for those who haven't seen the course, it comes in DVD packaging. You can also get a code, so you, can, you don't even need to have a DVD player if you don't no. have a DVD player anymore for those Gen Y millennials who yes. don't need to know what a DVD player is. Um, and the materials are, are easy to purchase on the on the website, okay. which we'll put in the in the show notes as well. Uh, how might you put on a night, you know, where you know, because it's not simply just plugging and playing and having people over to your house and, and playing the video. How, how might you do it well, I guess? Well, yeah. you, what ideally you'd find a couple at your church who could be facilitators, so mm-hmm. you get them to be the upfront people. And we've given really good instructions in the facilitator manual on how to run the night. We've even written prayers for the couple to use. So we've been as detailed as we can to help. It's very um, user-friendly. And... So we've we've even given little diagrams of how to set up a room, invite people and make it a warm, friendly environment. And it doesn't and need to be the part, the senior no, pastor no, and their wife. No, not no. at all. It just a couple who are committed to mm. making marriages work who, I mean, you know, we, I, th- I actually think there's a lot of strength in giving a couple like that who are, want to do something and serve. It's a great opportunity to do great, that. Great ministry to be involved in. And it's a five-session course, so you could run it over five-week nights or you could run it on a Saturday afternoon from, say, four to six or run it over a weekend. Um, yeah, so you, so you can actually run the whole the whole course over a, a weekend, take yes. people away. Yeah, yes. so you could, you know, the, there might be five couples and you decide to go and book a, um, a place and do it with those five couples or get the facilitators to do that. Mm. Yep. This is something my wife and I do. We, we try to do either read a marriage book or do a marriage course um, every year. It's something that we've had in the Geneva Push Network. We, we take all our couples away for two days. So um, I don't think we, we you know, we, we, we service our car you know, yes. three, two times yes. a year. If we've got a European car, only once a year. Uh, but we don't do this for our marriages. Yeah. And I think you're right. And what I think... Uh, 
if it's um, lead pastors or people who are leading a congregation, they model and I think you, as an example, doing that, I think that's a great example of showing, you know, you're not just speaking the speak, you're actually doing that and I think that... Yeah, and I think that has a huge impact. So I think if pastors want to have churches where the marriages are strong, mm. modelling is a really good place to start. And more and more in our, in our, uh, our culture where there's an antagonism towards the gospel and antagonism towards the Christianity, our, our lives, which they always have been, our Christian lives always you know, demonstrate are a light you know, model the gospel, and marriages need to be doing that. So this is a great course to strengthen those marriages in your church. You know, with with a you know with an evangelistic edge in the sense of just demonstrating the gospel worked out by um, you know repentance and uh, and good communication regularly. Yeah. But but some people might be thinking, you know, this is not mission critical for the church. Um, you know, we shouldn't be spending our time. On marriages, there's so many other things a church pastor can be encouraging. So many other programs. What would you say to a pastor who's thinking, "I'm just too busy to put this on on top of everything else"? Well, you find your facilitators, and it's an open door to the community. And I've seen that happen in churches that have offered it to their community. I'll tell you the story of one couple mm. who the wife was on the point of leaving Australia with her three small children. She was so unhappy saw the course being promoted. She just saw a sign outside the church. She thought, I'm going to sign up to that. I'm going to give my marriage one last go. She and her husband did the course together. And at the end of the course, they went up to the facilitator and said, thank you so much Mm. for running this course. Mm. We are committed to making our marriage work and we're going to go and have some counselling. And they're both in tears and for them... That was that's the start of something beautiful, and they've had a beautiful experience of church. The church has um, done something of great benefit. So who knows? Perhaps down the track they might come back, and there's a relationship has started with. Um, they've met people from their church, and that's been a really good experience. There's a great opportunity. You've got five weeks with mm-hmm. them. They're coming on to potentially coming onto your church property. They're interacting with with the body of Christ, with yes. people, and there's, there's a great opportunity mm. to actually connect. And people aren't coming to our churches to get married anymore. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, this course is really strong in sort of saying, how do we build a safe and strong marriage, which, which I think most people are wanting. They even. really do. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's the best thing for our children too. The best thing we can um, give our children is the strength of our marriage. Now, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. It's been really good to have both uh, both of you here today to talk about this. Um, what's one thing that uh, we should be taking away when it comes to marriage and ministry? And I'll go with you, Sarah, first. Don't take each other for granted and just keep doing those little, build little health, little habits every day into your relationship so that you're touching base and um, staying connected. Yeah, okay. little things every day. Um, negative interactions are far more powerful than the positive. You need at least five positives for every negative to um, to keep that emotional bank balance in, in the black. Great. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today. You can get these guys in five sessions uh, through the Building a Safe and Strong Marriage course. So uh, download that, grab that. 
Now, just a heads up, if you're keen for some really good ministry content that's been specifically developed for the Australian context, then we'd love to encourage you to come to the Reach Australia conference. We're only two weeks away. Uh, it'll be on June 25 to 28. There is still time to get your ticket. So register online at reachaustralia.com.au forward slash conference. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. And thank you, Keith and Sarah. Coming up in our next episode, Derek's back. And we're talking about your first hire. What's the one thing you better remember when it comes to putting on that first staff member? I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.